Things are definitely getting very interesting in the Barry Morphew case. If we rewind back, Barry was charged with first-degree murder in the death of his wife, Suzanne Morphew. And he was also charged with tampering with a human body, tampering with physical evidence, possession of a dangerous weapon, and also attempting to influence a public servant. Now, he was granted bail on September 20th, and it was set at a $500,000 cash bond. One of his conditions is to wear an ankle monitor. However, it doesn't work in the area where he's living, which is back near where he lived with Suzanne in Maysville. Now, on September 21st, a company called Intervention Inc., who is a Salida company tracking Barry's ankle monitor, stated that they were unable to pick up a GPS or cell signal at his address and it says that they wouldn't be able to provide the court with any battery or tamper alert information, essentially making Barry free as a bird to do what he pleases. And speaking of which, Barry's girlfriend, Shoshana Dark, or as we call Shosho, she got into some trouble just days after Barry was released. She was seen picking up a package from Bear Bear's old address, and she got charged for that. Now, back to Barry. The DA asked the court that Barry move back into town to live where he can be monitored and where he's already paying rent for a place. It said $2,000 a month at Shosho's place. But the judge said Barry can stay where he's at and the judge said that he can't make him move. Now, according to the documents, here's what it says. As grounds for this motion, the people inform this court as follows. The people have been made aware that the defendant has proposed he will live at a vacant residence frequently used as an Airbnb or vacation rental at 10987 Puma Path Drive, Maysville, Colorado in the Monarch Estates subdivision and it's in brackets Cushman residence. The people request the court to enter an order that would prohibit the defendant from residing at the location for the following reasons. The Cushman residence is only a few hundred yards away from the 10957 Puma Path residence. The people have requested the defendant be ordered to stay away from the Puma Path residence. See motion filed on September 19th, requesting modification of bond conditions. The Cushman residence is in the same neighborhood and is near the Ritter residence located at 10969 Monarch River Drive, Maysville, Colorado. The Ritters have been very clear that they do not want to have any contact with the defendant. Therefore, if the defendant is allowed to reside in their neighborhood, this will undoubtedly make the Ritters at the very least uncomfortable and possibly not wanting to continue to reside at their home any longer. Now just a refresher, the Ritters is actually the neighbor of Suzanne and Barry and Barry spoke to Jean on the phone that day that, you know, Suzanne allegedly went missing. And then it says, if the defendant resides at the Cushman residence, he will undoubtedly find it difficult, if not impossible, to abide by the orders of the court. The people have every reason to believe the defendant is paying rent at a residence in Salida, 315 Poncha Boulevard, near the courthouse. It makes sense for the defendant to reside at this residence instead. Now, also, back to the Ritters, among a whole host of people on a list, it was ordered that Barry stay away from these people. So it's very interesting. So Barry's actually allowed to stay where he's at, but it's now ordered that he travel to Poncha Springs every single day for the GPS to recognize his location. And the judge said that if he doesn't do this, then he'll have to move. 
but he still gets to stay in Maysville where he can be tracked. Now I was looking up Airbnbs and I did find one that's rented until February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, um, which is interesting and I'm not sure if that's the actual location. It doesn't give an address and it's really hard to find. You can't find it on Google Earth or Google Maps. But this one in particular, you can see this one is rented out until February 13th and uh, it is not cheap. I'm wondering if Barry got a deal on this to rent it out that long or he's paying $7,500 a month plus the $2,000 he's paying for show show. So it's interesting. Now I'm going to ask you this. What do you think about Barry living in Maysville and near his old home? And why do you think Barry wants to be so close to home? Because it's a choice, right? Why is he choosing to be in that area when he could easily be living with Shoshana. And we know that there was a lot of information in that affidavit when it came to the house. We also know that Barry didn't participate with the family when they were looking for Suzanne and he stayed home while that was conducted and was holding a gun on scene. Also, we know that trail cams were put up behind Barry's house which is interesting as well. And now Barry is choosing to stay in that same area. It's really curious as to why, isn't it? Let me know your thoughts below. Now in previous videos and ones that I did quite some time ago, I've talked about a triangle and it's the triangles located around the house. I've talked about this forever and ever. And it's just interesting here that Barry actually talked about it in one of his interviews. I shouldn't say interview because it wasn't really an interview, but it kind of was because Tyson Draper was interviewing Barry. Barry just didn't know really um, that he was being recorded. But Barry talked about this triangle and I did a little more digging. And it's interesting too, just days before and while, now that we know, while that Barry was fighting with Suzanne or they weren't getting along and Suzanne said, I had enough. He actually um, responded to a fire because he was a volunteer firefighter and he was on scene to a fire. It was human caused and then it was changed to being a branch on a pole. So it's very interesting. I've talked about this fire as well in the past. So if you wanna take a look at that video or video series, I will put that in the description box below or also at the end of this video. Now for the latest interesting bit because it just gets more and more interesting. Barry's decided to sue 26 investigators and prosecutors claiming that he was unlawfully arrested and that the prosecution was malicious and now he wants to sue them also for defamation of character. There was a notice of claim filed just recently on October 18th. And it says that Barry's lawyer state that there's evidence that was withheld that could have cleared him and he's falsely accused for the murder of his wife, Suzanne Morphew, besides the 130 page affidavit. That's my note. Barry's preliminary was in August and the lawyers are saying that after the preliminary, the DA conveniently produced more discovery that includes more information on the DNA matches. Now the DNA matches they're referring to is the DNA found in Suzanne's Range Rover on the glove box. The DNA was linked, it said it was linked to a sex offender who resides in Arizona, but in court it was saying partial match, and I'll talk about that in a minute. 
Barry intends to sue these 26 individuals in both their individual and official capacities. This list includes Chaffee County Sheriff John Speezy, DA Linda Stanley, and FBI and CBI agents. In the documents, it states that the authorities didn't track the DNA lead and didn't look for possible other killers, just focusing on Barry Morphew. Now, they're saying that August 2nd, which was right before the preliminary hearing, that the prosecution knew the man's identity belonging to that sex offender. And Barry's attorneys are saying that the prosecutors conspired to commit a fraud upon the court by withholding exculpatory evidence. Now, we did hear in court about this DNA on the glove box, like I mentioned, and they said that it was a partial profile. Now, the interesting thing here is partial profile does not mean that's an exact match. It means partial, which also means that whoever touched that glove box could very well be a cousin or a relative of this sex offender that they found on the list because it was a partial profile. And I'm going to read you this because I also looked it up. I do DNA as well. I do um, ancestry and I love that. But I'm going to read this to you in reference to CODIS, which is the combined DNA index system. That's what they use uh, to get matches. So it says a partial match occurs when a combined DNA index system, CODIS, search is conducted and the results clearly show that the offender profile is not the source of the crime scene profile, also referred to as a forensic profile, but the possibility does exist that a close biological relative of the offender might be the source of the crime scene profile. CODIS searches can be conducted using various stringency modes. Now, a Denver criminal defense attorney, his name is Ryan Brackley, he talked about this situation and said that the prosecutors are going to have to overcome the situation about the DNA from the glove box and that they'll need an alibi from the man that matches the partial profile. But it's a partial profile. Defense attorney also said, if such a DNA profile was found in a missing woman's car and the DNA profile belongs to a sex offender, the lack of an explanation for how that profile got into the car of the missing woman would certainly provide a basis for a reasonable doubt that someone else committed the crime. This will be interesting to find out who the prints actually match from and if they find this relative. I guess somebody's gonna have to be doing some ancestry trees and Cece Moore would be the perfect person to do that. Maybe she's already on it. Let me know your thoughts about this extra DNA profile sample. Now, Barry's trial is set for May of 2022 and his next court date is scheduled on November 9th and the prosecution will have to provide a witness list by that date and the defense will have to do that by March 4th, 2022. They'll have 35 days before the trial starts to submit the finalists and it's noted that all witnesses from both sides may not testify. Now, the judge also stated recently that all the documents should be made public. Let me know your thoughts below. This is super weird in my opinion, but let me know yours. Do you think that Barry has any leg to stand on when it comes to suing the FBI, the CBI, Sheriff John Speezy, and DA Linda Stanley? Let me know your thoughts below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.